we continue our series looking at the Spurs and what they should do next season. And we have a special guest from the NBA 2K League. You are locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kent's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, we're part of the Locked On NBA Network, available on YouTube, the Kent's 5 Plus app, and many other platforms. Hope you had a great weekend. And you're in for a treat today. We have two, count them, two guests right here on Lockdown Spurs. First guest is my colleague at Ken's Five. Uh, he is Tom Petrini. We're going to be continuing our uh, three-part series, making the case should the Spurs retool uh, ahead of next season. And then we're going to bring in our special guest. He is the head coach of Hawks Talents Gaming, Coach Malo. Let's go ahead and start this show off with my good friend, Tom Petrini. Tom, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Hefe, what's going on, baby? How you doing? I'm glad you kept your alarm on. Uh, you know, I'm glad you did yeah, that. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> dude. You know how it is. I was I was telling Jeff before the show, we, I was supposed to be on yesterday. Friday, and, yeah, uh, Friday, yeah, Friday show. Last week, Friday, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I started exercising after months of being lazy, and my body just shut down completely. It was like, alarm? That's not an alarm. You got to keep sleeping, though. So, uh Jeff, apologies, but thank you for for graciously having me back on today. I appreciate it. I appreciate your understanding. You're you're a very understanding friend. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad you're on because I think you you were going to have last Friday's uh, rundown, which was the part one of a three-part series, Making the Case, colon, What the Spurs Should Do. So I thought I was going to give you kind of like the layup one, which was the Spurs should just run it back. By the way, if you want to check out that show, everybody go back to last Friday's show, making the case first runner back with the Rudy Compost. But why do I think making the case the Spurs should just retool fits better for you? I think you could provide a good case for that versus just running it back or blowing it up. So let's dive into it, Tom. Uh, oh, before we do that, make sure to follow Tom on Twitter at Real Tom Petrini, everybody. Uh, why do you think the Spurs should just simply retool? versus not blowing it up, versus not running it back? Well, I, I appreciate you saying that this topic fits me, because I, I agree and I like this topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought this one was a better fit for you. Yeah, And I, I think maybe the reason you think that is because there's some nuance here. And you know I yeah. like nuanced discussions. Yes, I, I, I'm, yes. not, I'm not like a, you know, a, a hot take artist. I'm not an extremist when it comes to my basketball positions, usually. I, I try to find a, a well-reasoned middle ground. And yeah. and that's that's where we are today discussing this option for the Spurs. And I think it's sort of the inevitable option for the Spurs this year. Um and and I'll tell you why. The the draft is going to determine how they retool, right? There there are a lot of different things that could happen in this draft. We're hoping for that fourteen percent Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. Let's get it. Generational prospect. Um, if you get him, you build a team around him. And I think what the Spurs have built in the last, you know, really eight years or so since really since the last title is they've built a collection of very solid 
players. Um, have they found the guy yet? No, I don't think so. Um, so when they add that guy, they're going to have players around him that fit pretty well. But still, with a player like Victor Wembanyama, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you get Victor Wembanyama, your entire job as a GM becomes building a title contender around Victor Wembanyama. Right. So who do you then bring in? Because if if you have Wemby, all of a sudden San Antonio becomes much more interesting to national media. I'm guessing a bit more interesting to mm-hmm. free agents who could say, hey, playing with this really exciting rookie who's supposed to be a generational talent, I can help him. And, you know, I can I can learn from Pop in what could be one of his last years coaching if he sticks around, which I think Pop will. Um, it, it makes San Antonio a more attractive destination for, for really everybody. But even if you don't get Victor Wembanyama, right? Mm-hmm. Say you wind up with Scoot Henderson or right. Amen Thompson or any of the, you know, talented guards in this class, like the, the guys from Arkansas, Anthony Black mm-hmm. and um, Nick Smith, like you can, you can get a, uh, a, a point guard type player in this draft. I would be stoked to see a Thompson run point guard for this team. Right. So if you get that guy, then I think you have to do maybe a little bit less retooling because it, that player would slide in at point guard, Trey Jones, who I have really loved watching and has carved himself, uh, I think a, a solid NBA career here. Um, I think he's uh, like, like he could be the backup point guard eventually on a really good team, a contending team. So if you get your point guard of the future, Trey Jones slides to the bench, you slide the draft pick in. Um, but so, so you'll have to do a little bit less maneuvering, you know, Keldon Johnson, mm-hmm. Devin Vassell, those guys to me, those are, secondary creators around a a primary and if you get your primary in this draft um you know i don't i don't think you need to get rid of those guys i think they fit in really well mm-hmm. with what you're doing yeah but then you got you got guys like mcdermott and Devonte graham and and ken birch on the roster who you can use in in any variety of of bigger or smaller trades so there, yeah. there's still a lot of flexibility here yeah, retooling is definitely, um, you know, if I had to run a triage or like a list, I would think run, uh, running the back, in my opinion, would be the last because of the draft. You know, I think that changes everything. But I think retooling is probably just the best way to go. We know that they're going to get a really good player. It just depends on one through seven. Um, right. Yeah, we know that. So it's a question of how good and what position to get. Exactly. And that's the thing. So let's just. I think the obvious with Wimby is if they bring him, if they get him and we're good to go, yay, we win the lottery. I think the retooling will be minimal because I think as presently constructed, the Spurs have pieces to build around him right now. You got yourself a point guard, you got yourself wings, you got yourself a small forward combo guys, and you got yourself some nice veterans to, you know, help guide him. Gorgie, I think would be instrumental with uh, Wimby as far as mentoring him. Uh, so I think the retooling will be minimal. I think the retooling maybe takes a step forward if it's Scoot or Brandon Miller or one of the Thompson kids. Then you might have to do – would you say this, Tom, 
retooling borderline blowing it up if it's anybody else but Brandon Miller, I mean, uh, Wimby. Hey, I want to talk to you about Price Picks. Did you know Price Picks has a new $1 million daily Superflex promotion going on right now with the NBA playoffs full underway? Yeah, every day of the NBA playoffs slash finals, one Price Pick user will win a chance to become a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. EST will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six picks flex with the following payouts. Six correct picks equals one million bucks. Five correct picks equal 80,000. Four correct picks equal 16,000. Full details can be found at pricepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at that link I just gave you to be eligible for the $1 million entry. And once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be the lucky winner. Hey, that's exactly what Price Pick gives you. Hey, so what if you don't want to do that? But just how does it work? Well, you can pick two to six players and they co-want to score more than less than their Price Pick projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You don't compete against anybody else. It's just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, men's college basketball, disc golf, Eurobasket, cricket, and much, much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Super easy to do. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational over 30 states and in Canada. Download PricePicks app right now. Go to PricePicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can get themselves a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKDOWN. Basically, if you deposit $100, PricePick gives you $100. You deposit $50, PricePick gives you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. I... I just, I disagree. I think. Okay. I, I personally think that there would be there would be more impetus for let's let's win some games right now. If you get with, with Wimby, Wimby, okay, you know, so like you you bring Wembenyama in, and it's not like you're going to build a super team overnight, but you might start bringing in more veterans who are you know are capable um contributors right um and i i think i think you'd probably want a floor spacer and and a floor general in the point guard position and trey jones is one of the two but um you know i i see i see him long term as more of a backup and Mm -hmm. i i think that um you know I mean, Zach Collins, I think, is going to be the starting center uh, for this team, even if you get Wemby, because Wemby wants yeah. to play the four. Mm-hmm. Um, and what so, Wemby wants, Wemby's going to get. <laughs> right, exactly. That's yeah. that's how this is. And and the Spurs, I mean, it's not like a like a, a pampered diva thing. It's it's a, a good business management thing. You know, back back in the day when it was Tim Duncan. What did Greg Popovich do? He ran the offense through Tim Duncan and he ran the defense through Tim Duncan. And he also built all of that around Tim Duncan, right? So that's that's really the the reason that I think that a move for Wemby would be a move toward a little more uh, movement in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, players who have become a part of the rotation. Um you know, I, I think Keldon and Devin and, and really all of the guys on this team could play with a, a talent like Wemby because he's he's a unicorn, he's an alien. 
And I think that they could play with uh, a guy like Scoot or, or Amen Thompson too. Um, you know, it's, it's really just, um, like I said, how do you, how do you manage what's around those guys and what do they need? And is there anything on this current team that becomes redundant? I guess yeah. if, well, I think, uh, that's like a Romeo Langford. I think that that'll become redundant. Right. Uh, maybe Mamu becomes redundant at that point. Because, right. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, Again, it, it depends who they get, but like just with how long Romeo Langford has been here and, and how this season went for him, um, I, he's one of those, his whole career to this point has been, I wish he was healthy more so I could see more of him play. Because when I've seen him play, he's been really good. Um, you know, solid defender. Pop, Pop, at one point this season, called him probably our best, like, guard wing defender like the those are greg popovich's mm-hmm. words right so you you want to see a little bit more of him but you know if if you need the roster spot and you have a team that a a, a serviceable veteran player wants to join not just as a mentor but as like a guy who will get you big buckets um then you know, you, you probably have to say goodbye to Romeo Langford, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, yeah. I it, it's but you again, you look at the roster, right? And you look at what they've done with the roster in recent years. So you've, you know, trading uh, Josh Richardson, trading Thad Young, the expiring contracts that they've found good value in, in, in turning into first round picks. This year, you've got Doug McDermott, very good veteran shooter, always a skill in demand, expiring contract. Devontae Graham, a little less accurate shooter, but a willing one and a, a, a at this point a veteran. He he averaged 18 a game when he was in Charlotte, you know, when, when he had the that ultimate green light. He's he's a bucket getter. Um expiring contract. And Ken Burge, who hasn't played, but that's another seven million dollars. In total, that's like thirty three million dollars ish spurs are going to have between like 40 and they could create up to like 70 million dollars in cap space yeah, yeah on so, top of what we already have already so right I mean, so, that, so there's there's going to be a huge opportunity for them to add talent and to make moves and to um you know they could also absorb bad salary and, and take draft picks if that's what they want to do they got yeah. that flexibility, so yeah, absolutely. Um, so there will be some amount of retooling. It's just a matter of what does it look like. He is Tom Petrini with Ken's Five. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Real Tom Petrini, and we're uh, discussing part two of the Make the Case series: why the Spurs should just retool versus running it back versus blowing it all up. Um, see, for and I hear everything, and I and I get it. And you want that Wimby vibes to be coming the Spurs way. I get that. My, my thing though, is that I think there might be, say, I'm, I don't want to say a rebuild, but I mean, major retooling, like say major is even too strong a word. I would say bigger retooling with the cap, with capital letters. If it's whim, if it's not wimpy, if it's somebody, if it's scoot, because I feel like, for example, let's use one of the Thompson kids. Pick mm-hmm. one. I don't care. Amen. Aman or uh, Asar. It just feels like they're just a, a a duplicate of Keldon and Devin and and Sohan. 
So if it's, it's a Sar Thompson, yeah. If it's a Sar Thompson, then those skills become. If it's a Sar Thompson, yeah. Brandon Miller, if it's somebody like that who plays on the wing, then all of the wings that the Spurs have assembled, there's some redundancy there. Yeah. Then, then I agree. You you would see something bigger. I'm yeah. I'm high on a Men Thompson being able to play point guard. So mm-hmm. I, I think if the Spurs draft him, he's the starting point guard. Or, or he becomes a starting point guard, you know, midway through the year. Because mm-hmm. um, he's he's got that big size, but he's played as a primary creator in, in the last year and shown, like, really, really high-level passing in addition to crazy quick first step and, like, a 48-inch vertical. Crazy athlete. Um, that That's something that I don't think the Spurs really have as much of. In mm-hmm. role playing wings, they've got that in spades. So if they draft one of those, then I agree a hundred percent more retooling. Um yeah. and and you know it it becomes a question of is that player good enough to help you guys with the continued growth get to a place where you want to move your chips into the table and get veterans that can help you win? Or are you still in asset acquisition mode? Are you still looking at the top of the lottery next year? Um, are are you are you going to use that cap space and those expiring contracts to bring in draft picks as opposed to a, a player who can help you win now? Yeah. Um, and I I think if you're if you're drafting a, a more traditional wing, then that's where this stuff gets a lot more murky and interesting and mm-hmm. guys who we have come to know and love could be on the move. Yep. I, I, I definitely agree with that. You know, as far as uh, retooling goes, no matter who they pick uh, in this upcoming draft, I, I definitely would like to see them bring in more defensive minded players. I don't care what position mm-hmm. it is. I mean, maybe not the center of the big because of, <clears throat> excuse me, because of Zach and if they get Wimby, whatnot, but uh, I need more perimeter defense. We saw last year they were just getting cooked. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I tell the story, um, Tom, on Locked On Spurs. I don't think I've said it with you where I recall last season uh, watching a Spurs game. They were up by, I think, 15-ish. Comfortable lead. They looked pretty good. Like, okay, they're going to get one of those rare Ws. Good. Tom, I walked to the kitchen, grabbed myself a snack, came back, and they were already down five. It like Oof. that. I mean, it was yeah. just ridiculous. And I think I would like, I think I need more defensive minded players on this roster. And Pop even said it too. You know, he said defense seems, I mean, that was his biggest issue was defense. He, he brought it up a lot towards the end of the season. Hey, everybody in San Antonio, did you stay up late last night? Perhaps when partying a little bit and maybe still recovering from Fiesta 2023? Need yourself a pick me up? Look no further than Mudslingers Drive Through Coffee. Mudslingers is locally owned an independent coffee shop and they're proud to make delicious coffee for our San Antonio community. They do it fast and friendly so you can get on with your day. Whether you're in the mood for a latte cold brew or a Red Bull infused lightning bolt, I promise you everybody, get that one. Get that one. You got, trust me, you'll be alert and awake immediately. They have drinks for every taste. Over 300 five-star reviews can't be wrong. They also have a wide selection of dairy alternatives, low-calorie options, even caffeine-free drinks for when you just want to take it easy. Go to Mudslingers drive Through Coffee for a tasting, convenient caffeine fix. Located at 2404 Thousand Oaks Drive, 
near 281 and 1604. They're open every day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, at, at MudslingerSTX. That's M-U-D-S-L-I-N-G-E-R-S-T-X. Life is too short for bland coffee. It goes it goes fast in the modern NBA, man, doesn't it? Um, Jeez, but it goes I especially fast in yeah. the modern NBA when you got a team full of, you know, college age players in the NBA, right? Yeah. And um, my my thinking when looking at this roster is, you've got players who have the potential to be good defenders. And in some cases, as individuals are, right? Um, you know, Devin Vassell, even Trey Jones, who, you know, in college, he was the, like the ACC Defensive Player of the Year before he came out. Um, Keldon Johnson had a rough year defensively. I think a lot of that has to do with his increased responsibility on offense. And, you know, like I see him as, as more of a secondary creator there. If he can play off ball on offense and make quick decisions and focus more of his energy on defense, I think he could be a good defender. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Sohan, obviously, you know, yeah. his versatility, his ability to genuinely guard one through five, just stick him on the other team's best player. That's why the Spurs mm-hmm. drafted him so high. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think with more time for the, obviously you want to add talent when you can. Um, but I also think that just giving this core time to grow and develop together, especially con- considering how young they are, um, I think that could pay dividends and could eventually turn this team into a pretty good defensive team. It's just about building that chemistry, the communication, and and the good habits that make that happen. Yeah, and, yeah, and the, the the case to retool that's probably going to be the Spurs' best bet because. Again, we know they're going to get a good player. We know a lot of these guys are going to come back seasoned, you know, from Sohan to Vassell to Keldon, hopefully healthy as well. And, you know, I think there will be some tinkering. I don't think – I know it might break your heart, Tom. I don't think Mama will be back. I don't think um, – Don't say such a thing. <laughs> Unless they do the G League thing with them. They stash them there. I mean, there, there's, there's your um, lifeline right there. I don't if, think if Big Bar- Mama isn't on the team, we riot. We riot, yeah. Barlow <laughs> likely, likely we will go to the uh, the the G League. Yeah, uh, Langford. I don't think Langford will be back. Like they say, the best ability is availability. He's just never available. Um, so I think you'll see those kind of moves. But I definitely would. I think I would even entertain. As far as retooling, now we're not. I'm not blowing it up. I would entertain flipping even McDermott uh, somewhere midseason. I would. Oh imagine. yeah, I, I think. Yeah. I think okay. Flipping Doug McDermott and <laughs> Devonte Graham. Yeah. I mean, I I very much see that happening. If not before the start of the season, then by the deadline. Um, you know, they it's it's become this team's mo really to get those veterans who. I mean, every team needs veteran presence, right? Every team needs a guy who's been around the league, who knows those habits, who knows, you know, the off-court stuff, how to prepare for a game, all of that. Show those young guys to lead by example, right? Yeah. Um, 
for for many years they had you know a a historic trio and more of veteran players it was just veteran players mm -hmm. it was veterans teaching other veterans um since then they have been able to get that veteran leadership obviously it's not the same as tim and tony and manu and everybody else but get veteran leadership from guys who come in become a part of the system show these kids the way and then move on and bring more draft picks that turn into more kids yeah and you know and then the spurs get another veteran either through one of those trades or as a free agent and bring them in have them do their thing ship them out get more draft picks and mm -hmm. now that Doug McDermott is in that last year of his his contract I I I remember you thinking around the trade deadline last year that there was a good chance he would he would be out the door and I I agreed there I mean you know it seemed like the kind of thing that very easily could happen it, it wouldn't have shocked me a bit um right. it didn't but now that he's entering the last year of his deal I would go so far as to say it would surprise me if he was on the roster at the end of the trade deadline. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I would be surprised, uh, you know. But there's always this too, and I think, you know, I'll bring this up with whoever's going to tackle the next, you know, the last part of this, blowing it all up. But as far as retooling and and blowing it up, when when does that stop? Because eventually, Tom, they have to say, okay, we have to stop tinkering with this. We got to let these kids cook together, you know, for for an extended period of time. You can't have a midway trade like we saw with Dejounte and and Derek, you know, with with Bryn years ago. You know, those those big kind of big roster moves where they have to just readjust. We saw that last year. You know, granted it was you know injury hit, but so many lineups being shuffled in in and out, weekly, daily, right. monthly, like. When when will Tom Petrini say, you know what, Spurs, y'all got to chill on this rebuild already. Okay, we get it. We got it. You know, you got your Wimby, you got your Scoot, whoever. You got one of the Thompson kids. Okay, let's just let's just go. And I think So, so let's yeah. let's use a let's use a construction analogy here. Uh when you're rebuilding something, the first step is, you know, like like say say it's a house that has really nice bones, you know? Yeah. What does that mean? means you're ripping it down to the studs, right? You are you are removing everything in there and starting as fresh as possible, right? And sometimes sometimes you even got to go all the way down down to the foundation, right? And cuz there there could be problems with it or it's it's not set yet. Once the foundation is set, that's when you start building. That's when that's when rebuilding becomes building, um, and so so that's my answer. I think once the foundation of this team is set, and this draft could do a lot in setting that foundation, mm -hmm. um, that's when you know because I I don't think fans, I don't think players, I don't think anybody in San Antonio wants to see another season where for much of it you're you're rooting for the best possible draft slot not yeah. winning the most games yeah um you know a lot of people understood that that was that was a necessary thing this year but it it wasn't 
it wasn't fun for a lot of people. And it's more than not being fun. You want to, you want to help these guys. You, you, you want to be a winner sooner than later. Right. It's, it's very mm-hmm. simple. So I, I think that if the Spurs can get a foundational piece in this upcoming draft, then they can, you know, really start putting their best foot forward. And mm-hmm. I think this team left a lot of wins on the table this year. Oh, I agree. Um, I, I definitely agree. So add add that top level talent, add another year of of getting your heads together and, and getting on the same page and growing physically and growing mentally. Um, I think it could be a a significant jump for this team in terms of results. Um, and if not in terms of results, then certainly in terms of uh moving in the right direction like it starts to resemble a house at least not just yeah. like an empty lot right uh-huh. so yeah and, and i really Cause, don't because then i think you, they, i think yes yeah. and because i think you're you're pulling the, the well i mean granted this is like a you know maybe a little bit of a reach but then you're like houston you know how many pick, top five picks they've had in the past few years and they right. just can't get going you, you know i think if anybody had a case to perhaps blowing it up may have been them even though they've had you know top picks because it just wasn't working now granted we'll see if it's just was a coaching issue we'll see if he may will turn that around but you don't want the spurs to fall into that path uh where where they're just getting all these acquisition assets and getting top picks and then the product come season time is just not there we're talking with tom petrini right here on Locked On Spurs, he's with Ken's Five. Follow him on Twitter at Real Tom Petrini. Uh, Tom, uh, you know, let's go to wrap up this this chat about retooling and perhaps this being the best case for the Spurs this offseason moving into next season. Uh, how would you sum it up? Go ahead and make your case why the Spurs should just retool. My case is that it's somewhat inevitable, and they have the cap space and the expiring contracts and the motivation to build around whoever they draft, whatever that player needs. That's as simple as I can distill it. And I I think that's going to happen. Um, And it just becomes a question of what form that takes. I'm going to have have fun with you right now. If like if you let's just say like you were on last week and you did you know you showed up to take on part one which was running it back only no major roster moves nothing not even using their draft capital or all that cash they got what would have been your case that that would have been the best approach this that is the best approach for the Spurs it's just running it back I would have uh, defined it so that these little tweaks and things didn't really count as retooling that's the only gotcha. way i would have gotten, yeah. gotten through that yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah the, you know, the, the, the the guest that took on that topic it was very similar to that very like well it's okay bye Mom. or langford but that's about it okay we're done you know <clears throat> no major tooling um right the, because uh yeah i think i think with with go ahead i'm sorry no no, no you're good i when you when you said retooling, I thought you meant blowing it up. So I was no, glad no, 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 when you no. clarified, and I yeah. was like, okay, because I, I definitely don't think that one. But but yeah, I, I think I think somewhere in the middle, because that's the thing, man. The, the The binary is good for argument shows, but really, it's always going to be somewhere in the middle. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, maybe you maybe it lucked out then that you you uh, oh, totally. didn't make it last week. Yeah, you, you took part two, which is retooling. Because, and I was thinking like you know I think Tom would uh, you know like this one because it's a little kind of a layup. You know, just run it back. Yeah, you get Wimby, run it back. What they got? You got Scoot, run it back. You know, you got uh, Amen or Amen. I'm sorry, uh, Asar, run it back. But now you think about it, yeah, maybe it will be a lot more difficult if they just run it back with their draft pick. He is Tom Petrini. Follow him on Twitter at RealTomPetrini. And check out Ken'sFi.com slash Spurs. That's where you can find me and Tom catching you up on all things San Antonio Spurs in this offseason. The draft lottery is almost here. A few more days. Just hang on tight. It'll get exciting soon. But uh, we have all the latest covered there from uh, Coaching Rumors. Yes. Raptors are looking at Mitch Johnson and uh, former assistant coach Becky Hammond for their job. And also some bad news come the Austin Spurs way. A uh, guard there uh, got disqualified from the G League for anti-drug program violation. Read all about that and much, much more. You know what I hated to do last week, Tom? Um, but I just found it interesting. I had a quick, quick, I mean, a very short little thing on kensfi.com slash Spurs. Uh, about Tracy McGrady and reliving the moment where he just detonated on the Spurs in 2004. Uh, remember that? that? 13 points. 13 points and 33. Uh, they had video of it, and I was re- I was rewatching it, and I just like, well, there goes the wounds now. They're opened right up again. That was dude, just brutal. Dude, you you mentioned the, uh, the lottery coming up yeah. soon. Have you ever been this nervous about ping pong balls in your life? It like no. genuinely, I'm up at night mm-hmm. sometimes just no. thinking about like, man, it's been a this while. Could go really, really yeah. well or not as well. Not as but well. Still yeah, good, it's been a while. But but the the disappointment of not getting the best possible outcome here is is what I think is going to get. Hey, let, let, me, let me let me let um, me. I, I know the obvious answer. The Spurs win it all. Everybody's rejoicing. Tom is celebrating in oh God, Austin yeah. and San Antonio. Okay, we get that. How will you react, though, if they if the, the ping pong ball comes up and you hear, and pick a number three of the Spurs? What's going to be your reaction? Three? I'm fine yeah. with three. You're three? Okay, you're fine with three. You're I, not selling. You're not honk, your car honk, honking your car or nothing like that. Top top two, we're honking down Commerce. I, I am petitioning the bosses. I'm like, I need to be at a sports bar on Commerce while this is happening so I can report from the scene, you know, yeah. Uh, but top top three pick because I I love Men Thompson. I've heard the Spurs are are high on a Men Thompson. Um, I I would be I would be really happy with that because at three you're still getting a really excellent player. I know there's a lot of talk about these top two. After three, I'm I'm a little less pleased. The and and again you're you're gonna get a really good player, but. The you're just, yeah, you're I not really love my my yeah. top three in this draft is uh, really can't miss talent. So I'm um, I'm 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 going to be happy with the top three. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to react if if it's three if it's four or down. I think I think everybody collectively in San Antonio is going to be flipping tables if it's seven. I think it's going to be we did all that for that. Yeah, we, it, yeah, seven percent chance, but yeah, that seven percent is is but, is scary. But it's there, yeah. I mean, they, the, as, as you know, we know, the listeners know, Tom, the Spurs have a bigger shot at missing and not winning the lottery at completely, you know, right. and getting seven. Or no, what is it? I think six is their highest picks. You you tweeted that recently. I remember that. 
the six. their highest individual likelihood is the six pick. It's like twenty six percent. Uh, yeah. But they have a twenty-seven point four percent chance of getting a top two pick. So it's yeah. it's likelier that they'll get a top two pick than they'll get the six pick. But it's 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 all math at this point. Like your candles, Spurs fans. Like the if candles. So, if somebody told you though, if you just got to have one crappy year of your life, and then you get a fourteen percent chance at winning a lottery that will add half a billion dollars to your value. You roll the dice. A hundred percent. And and if yeah. not, you get a nice little consolation prize. Yeah. Give me yeah. a crappy year, bro. Absolutely. hundred percent. I'm not even thinking about it. I know. Well, we'll definitely find out in just a few short days. If the Spurs fortunes change overnight. All right. Don't go anywhere. Up next is our special guest. He is a uh, coach Malo. He is the head coach for Hawks Talents GC. He's stopping by on this episode of Lockdown Spurs to catch you up on the NBA 2K League. What's going on with him? And as a head coach, guess what? He shares something with Coach Popovich. Stay right uh, here, and we'll uh, bring in Coach Malo. All right, let's go to bring in our next guest. He is uh, the head coach for Hawks Talents Gaming. He is Coach Melo, a.k.a. Ismail Diaz Tolentino. Coach, welcome to Lockdown Spurs. Okay, Jeff. Thank you for having me, man. Always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I always enjoy uh, chatting with you, uh, the Hawks players. Uh, it's always good to catch up with you guys. Well, with the uh, Spurs now officially in the offseason, I've been kind of sort of shifting over to the uh, 2K League. So you'll be happy to know, Coach. You're the first one to come during this period now as I shift. So, uh, but... Coach, you know, your team just finished the 3v3, um, you know, tournament right there. Uh, not the great outcome, but there was still a lot of great positives and building blocks for this team as this season is going on. Uh, tell us about that experience and the team. Yeah, so the team is doing well, man. Like we uh, obviously we didn't we didn't perform as expected in the Switch tournament that just ended. Um, we ended up getting eliminated in the first round of the the bracket play. But the team really showed a lot of resilience. I feel like mm -hmm. we still have another chance with the steel tournament coming up, and we have been putting in the work to go out there and perform and, and make sure that we clinch that spot in the playoffs. Right. Um, that was a goal that we set early on in the season, and, and still something that we're fighting for. So the focus remains. Um, the guys, the guys understand. Sometimes you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. The first tournament this year, we ended up in the in the final four, and then the second tournament, we were supposed to like kind of like surpassed that performance and it didn't right. work out for us you know it was like a little bit of adversity early mm -hmm. in the season and i think that's always something positive if we if we can actually like flip it and, and just learn from it you know um so far i think that's what we're doing the guys have been even more focused than than to begin the season with and i feel like from now on it's going to be it's going to be a lot of good news for hawks talent you know you mentioned right now you know stepping stones you know great performances you know, you know, you get you accepted that the team uh, perhaps still needs some work. You, you know, you evaluate your uh, team. How do you balance between the collective getting the team better and then individual play? Do you set time for individual chats, one on one work? How do you, as an NBA 2K League coach, have to balance that? Yeah, so we do a lot of that. We do a lot of that. Like I, in, within my 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 style of coaching, like I always have one on one with my players. Like every week, I would sit down and just talk to them, go go through their game, go through their film, and kind of see like what we can improve on. 
And something that we have this year is that we also have we have a deeper team in a mm-hmm. in a way. Like we have, like we have another guard that can play that can play lead guard. In, so sees like sees an, an MDS like they're basically fighting for the position, and that keeps them on, on edge. And it's like it's like a like a healthy comp- competition within the team. You know, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's something that's pushing both of them to be a, lot, a little bit better. They 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 work off each other. They work together. And they they're just trying to trying to get the position. It's the same thing that happens with like Hasha and Duan or, or Grady right. and like all of them. They know that they're good enough to be in the court. Um, so it's like everyone's like actually improving every day and trying to get better because they want to help the team. So I mean, that must be a a great problem to have. You know, have yeah, C's it's, and it's MDS. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of uh, head coaches in the 2K league are probably not are probably jealous of that that you have to deal with. Once again, we're talking yeah. with the Hawks Talons GC head coach. He is Coach Melo uh, Ismael uh, Diaz. Make sure to follow uh, Hawks Talons Gaming on Twitter at Hawks Talon GC. And we're talking about the uh, his team, Hawks Talon. Uh, you know, we speaking of MDS. You know, high high pick for you guys. You guys, you know, you guys wanted him, uh, the number one overall pick. How has he been performing? Well, what's what's a kind of a, a quick update on MDS? MDS. Oh man, he's one of the best players ever to touch the game, in my opinion. Like that guy, he just he just does everything. Like within the three v three scene, like we already have one of the top guards in in, in this game mode in C's. So he he didn't come in and play guard, but I I've used him as as a lockdown. I used him as a power forward, and he actually has been performing at a high level. Like he gives us another that dimension of like offensive game that we don't have, um, that that we really can't get from any other player in the league, and he provides that. So. Right. Just like having that versatility and and knowing that he, I can throw him in there in any position and he's going to perform is just a blessing, to be honest. Um, and just his demeanor and the way he handles himself around the team, him be, being so young, he's the youngest guy in the team, but he's also have like s- so many leadership skills mm-hmm. um, that that is actually surprising to see how well he's he's performing, not only on the court but like off the court and how he handles his teammates and 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 the team duties and all that. He's, he's a yeah. great guy, and I'm really proud of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for those of you who do not know, uh, uh, MDS, you can follow him on Twitter at 773MDS. He was Hawks Talent's number one overall pick in the uh, recent uh, 2K League uh, draft. And, uh, by the way, congratulations on winning that lottery, too. But, um, how you know, going into that lottery, you know, how high was he on y'all's draft board? Was he the target for you guys? Uh, was it yeah, no, nah, he was, uh, he was, know, was, yeah, he was the an, guy. Okay. He was the guy. Okay. Yeah. He was I didn't know if he had discussions about that in the war room. You know, we're looking, uh, you know, at your team, you know, as mentioned, you know, you, you mentioned right now that this team is still, you know, need some retooling, uh, some, some adjustments. What, what would you say that you would like to see this team improve upon as the season moves on? Um, I think one of the things that we have been struggling with the most is game management. Like we usually, like we usually play really well. We're very consistent. The thing that we have been struggling with in, in the past tournaments is that we, that we sometimes within the game, like we just can't figure out how, how just to take the game and the game. So it's like late shot situations, um, late game situations. That's something that we have been mm-hmm. working on and just like kind of clean that up a little bit. And I think that's, that's enough for us to be like a, like a force to be reckoned with. You know, I, um, in anticipation of talking with you, coach, I had a chance to catch up with a couple of uh, players not on your roster. So, and I was like, you know, 
I want to get their thoughts because I'm going to be talking with Coach uh, later on, and here we are. And so I wonder what they think. And I think Coach Melo and Hawks Talons uh, organization would love to hear some of these comments. So I'll start off with Killy with Duke's Gaming. So I asked Killy recently. Say, Kelly, um, I know you don't play with or for, you know, Coach Melo, but what have you heard? What do you have any comments about him? Uh, obviously, obviously, they were good comments, but I want to ask you this. He brought this up. He said he likes that you have uh, play cards. Is uh, Can you tell us about that? He said you have notes, cards, and he said that's what he likes about you and your organizational uh, schemes. Can you talk to us about that aspect of your coaching style? Yeah, no, like that. I feel like that's something that I really take a lot of pride in. Yeah. Um, we we do that like we do it together as a, as a unit. I wouldn't take all credit. Like I I definitely involve all my players in that process. Yeah. Um. Like we we watch film. Like we have probably like scouting reports on all the players and all the teams in the league. Um. We can we constantly update that. Like we know what's gonna work against certain teams, and it's just a matter of like us performing on on game day. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But I feel like the the better prepared we are for for a game, the better chances we we're gonna have to win it. And this and especially in this league where it's all mental. Like everyone kind of knows what everyone does, so it's just making sure that you are like 100, percent 100% like focused on on that match, and like you know what they're gonna throw at you, and you just gotta execute. You know, I feel like that's the separation in the league, and that's something that I have been really trying to like improve on during my mm-hmm. first two seasons. You know, Coach Popovich also has cards too. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know that, but that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, a few years ago. Uh, kind of like a like a fan, you know, gift, if you will, or a fundraiser. Uh, they created NFTs for Spurs fans to buy based off his cards. So maybe oh, you might want to dig into that. Uh, <laughs> and Hawks, Hawks Talent could get into that, get some fan interactions with that. Once again, we're talking with Hawks Talent's GC head coach right here on Lockdown Spurs. He is Coach Melo Ismael Diaz. And, uh, yeah, we're t- catching up with about him and the NBA 2K League, especially how his team is doing. You can follow him on Twitter at MeloDZT. That's M-A-E-L-O-D-Z-T. Okay, so, so there is Kelly. So he has to say that about you. So then I received spoke with Bucks Gaming's Cooks. So same question, you know, hey, Cooks, you know, I know you don't play with or for Hawks Allen and Melo, but – you have any comments about Coach Melo? And he goes, well, why? I go, well, I'm going to talk to him soon. And so, and he goes, he calls you a very cool dude, but he has a message for you. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. He wants you to, and he wants you to abandon the Android. He says, why <laughs> does Coach have an Android? Doesn't he know that it's it's 2023? Please, Jeff, tell him to get rid of the Android. Coach, talk to us about that. What he, What is he talking about? Man, I, I don't know why, but for some reason, these players in the 2K League, like, they have an obsession with, like, Apple products. Like, they love iPhone. And whoever ha- whoever has an Android is, like, outside of the group. Like, you know, like, we are discriminated. Like they're not cool, Android. right? Yeah, Android users are, are discriminated in the 2K League, uh, I'm going to say here. Um, and, yeah, it's like a running joke. Like, my players make fun of me all the time because I have, a, I have an Android. I have them like download WhatsApp. We have a group chat on WhatsApp. So yeah. it's kind of different what, from what other teams do. And they kind of like, just, you know, they talk to their friends and other teams and it's like a running joke among uh, 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 in the league right now. But yeah, man, like I feel like the phone, my phone is probably the, the best phone in the market right now. And I'm not <laughs> going to go to iPhone because of, 
Cooks and and C's and those guys. So yeah, <laughs> but that's funny. If, <laughs> if it if it's any any to you, Coach, when the uh, 2K League was based in New York City for the first two two three years, and I would go to the games in person, and I would talk to the players, and they would tell me the exact same thing because I have an Android. I think uh, it was uh, Nick Artrell at that time. He yep. was with Nets Nets Gaming, helping them out, and we were chatting. And he saw me take out my phone, and he looked at me. He goes, "Jeff, what are you doing?" I go, "What are you talking yeah. about?" He goes, "Why do you have an Android?" So then, from that point, it talk, took on. The players were like, "You have an Android? What's wrong with you?" Yep, yep. <laughs> that's how it is. That's how it is. <laughs> but but when you hear comments like that from uh, people outside the organization, how does that make you feel as a head coach? Uh, you know, and knowing that you're making an impact, not just with Hawks talent, but just an impact on the league. Man, I, I'm like me coming from the community, even though I came from like the international community, not, so, not as much as like the, the USA pro-am scene. Yeah. For me, it's just a, like, I feel good. Like I, I feel good that some of the top players in the league actually recognize my, my job, my work, that they see me and they respect what I'm doing here in, with Hawks talent GC. And just getting the the recognition from a player like Cooks, like he's a champion, Killy, one of the top three v three guards, you know, like yeah. those guys having something nice to say about me means a lot. And I think it's just a, it's just like a, you know, like it's just it just shows that my work is actually showing in in other in other ways that it's not just yeah. in the game. And that's something that I'm really proud of. You know, and uh, I, know, I know you're a busy man. You know, you you got to get back to work, so I don't want to keep you on too long. But I got to ask you this: it's kind of a broad question you know, answer it as you feel fit, but how would you assess your team at this point of the season? As you and I are talking right now, we kind of hinted about it. You said there's some work to be done, but if you could project, you know, it's the end of the season and hopefully you guys are the last team standing with that title. You you know, what would it take to get to that goal? You know, you mentioned game management. What about off the court or, or on the court in the locker room? community-wise, what do you think needs to get there? Yeah, um, so I feel like, first of all, like off the court, the team is really solid. Like I, that's something that I always really focus on with my groups. Like I want to make sure that they understand each other's um, motivations and, and things that, that drive them. So that's something that they already know. Like they play for each other. They play for their families. They play for all that. And and they're, they're like a really tight group right now. Like they, they really get along well. They do a lot of things together. They go out right. and eat together. Um, I feel like on the court is what we need to continue working. Um, like I said before, game management is probably one of the things that we have to work on the most right now. Um, we have to clean up a little bit of our defensive rotations too, but the communications are there. Like the intentions are there. The guys understand what they have to do. It's just a matter of like getting the repetitions in, um, with three v three, I feel like we are still one of the top teams in the league. Like we struggled last tournament. We lost a few games that we shouldn't have lost, and that ended up like coming back to haunt us. Um, but in all honesty, I feel like we we're still one of the top teams, and and it's going to show in the next tournament for sure. And then when it comes to five v five, a few a few months down the line, I feel like we have a really solid group. We have the number one pick in MDS and, and a guy that actually drives in that game mode. So it's just a matter of us getting the repetitions and, and just like improving every every game. Um, when it comes to like end of the season goals, like of course we want a championship. But um, for me right now, it's like since we miss we miss this um, live bracket play in DC this tournament. For me, it's like from now on we have to be in DC every single tournament and just playing yeah. for the money in each in each of all the tournaments that are coming. Um, and I feel like that's something that my my players also want. You know, like these guys, 
they they play for these tournaments and this money. So it's something that they that's driving them as well. Like they missed out on a really good opportunity for us to like not only make some more money, but actually clinch a playoff spot with a few yeah. weeks to spare. Um, and I feel like that's just gonna just gonna translate to more motivation for them. And you know, like now we have a ship in our shoulders. It's like we we went from being one of the favorites to win it all in three v three to actually a team that's struggling and is now playing the seal. You know, so it's like uh, mm-hmm. that kind of storyline is something that. It, it was it was a bad experience that like we went through it. Everyone had like strong emotions about it, but now it's like okay, it's our it's our turn now to like be reborn and just like show everyone that we still belong mm-hmm. in that group. And from now on, it's like it's Hawks Talent time. Right, that should be in a T-shirt, Hawks Talent time. <laughs> that, that, that that really should. Hey, you know, one more question, and I had it on my checklist, and I just overlooked it real fast here, so I'll just bring it up here. You you know, I, I get it. You know, all your players, you love them. You know, you want them to have success. But has there been a player that has really surprised you that maybe you didn't see it coming? Maybe you didn't see him be a defensive guy or an offensive guy or even a leader. Uh, and I know you mentioned MDS, you know, you're surprised about his leadership. But has there been somebody else that's really made you feel like, wow, like I didn't know he had it in him? Uh, I mean, I could say I could say something about like about all my players. Um, right, right, right. But like someone that has really, really surprised me this season is Hot Shot. Like last year, he was in the roster. He was the center. Um, he didn't play three v three last year because of different reasons. But like we didn't, we didn't think he was gonna be this good in three v three. Like coming into this year, he was a hey coach. Like I'm locked in. I want to play three v three. Yeah. Um, even like since the first day of practice, like he showed up and he was actually performing better than any, anyone else in the team out of that power forward position. He ended up earning the position and he performed at the highest stage. Like he performed every single game. He was one of the better shooters in the league mm-hmm. out of that position. And I feel like he was one of the five players or something like that, that actually averaged like a, a combined steel block per game in 3v3. Mm-hmm. So he was like performing on both sides of the floor after not playing a single 3v3 game last year, you know, and that's something that that actually showed me that he had a lot of a lot of things that he didn't show us last year, you know? So like right now I know like the potential that these guys have is just, it's just through the roof, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to find ways to like get it all out from all of them somehow mm-hmm. this season. Absolutely. He is coach Melo, head coach of the Hawks talents, GC of the NBA 2K league. You want to follow Hawks talent right now on Twitter. That's at Hawks talent GC and head coach Malo at M-A-E-L-O-D-Z-T. Coach, we thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to hop on uh, for a chat, kind of a catch up with you. You know, you always have an open invitation, you and your crew. Uh, I, I think uh, the PR staff at Hawks Allen know that they can tap me on the shoulder. They got my text, uh, coach. <laughs> and they're, they're asking me at least once a week, so I appreciate that. Uh, but you you and your crew, everybody's always welcome to come here on Lockdown Spurs. And make sure to follow Hawks Talons uh, games on the NBA uh, 2K League uh, Twitch. I think you guys, y'all got out, got to cover it on Twitch, uh, YouTube, right? Like anybody yeah, can watch yeah. the games there, right? Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they're really exciting, really fun. I miss them when they were in New York City. Going to check them out live, but I still tune in every once in a while on the Twitch site. He is, again, Coach Melo of Hawks Talons GC. Hey, we well, thank you for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. So for Tom Petrini and Coach Malo, uh, we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.
Thank <laughs> you.